Good afternoon, everyone. This is Andre Tomlin from The Mental Health. I'm here with James Pathan, who's the service delivery lead at Maudsley Simulation. Hi, James. How are you doing? Hi, Andre. Yeah, nice to, nice to be here with you. Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you. So this is the relaunch of Maudsley Learning that we're at today. The hashtag is MH Training for All. Uh, and you're talking particularly about the simulation training that you've led on here at the Maudsley, award-winning simulation training, world-leading simulation training. Um, for the uninitiated, can you tell us what simulation training is? Sure. Okay, so simulation training uh, is a way to practice real-life clinical situations or even non-clinical challenging situations, but away from a real patient um, in a place of safety. So uh, traditionally in physical medicine, they've used mannequins as the, as the patient, so they can, they can practice various physical um, technical skills and non-technical skills. What we've been doing at Mental Health Simulation, at Morsey Simulation the last few years, is trying to apply that to mental health uh, training. So we've been using actors, we use highly trained actors um, who have had, who have worked with service users to understand various diagnoses. And then what we can do is set up scenarios or situations, challenging situations that clinicians would have to face whether that be uni-professional or as a multi-professional team together away from a real patient. So if, if, if you get it wrong, um, no one's, no one's going to die. Um, we're not going to harm the patient. Uh, and it's a chance to then, from those scenarios, enter a debrief where we can um, sort of have a more in-depth conversation about what occurred in the scenario and similar things that happen in real cl- clinical practice and how we as teams can work together better. It sounds like something that's intuitively a good way to train people, particularly in a mental health setting where so much of the um, learning about how to do things is about the relationship you have with the patient and, you know, quite subtle kind of emotional aspects of it. How does it work in practice? Can you give us an example of a patient group or a, a clinical team or a sort of scenario that we could sort of talk through? Sure. So, um one of our most successful courses at the moment is our perinatal mental health simulation training. We've uh, deployed that across South London and London, but also across several NHS England clinical network regions. Um, what this is, is a course that focuses around the, the mental health of uh, perinatal patients, so women both pre and post pregnancy who, who may be suffering some kind of mental health illness. Um, and we work with the full sort of clinical teams that might see those women across those difficult pathways. So whether that be starting with sort of GP, but also with people working in maternity wards, obstetricians, midwives, health visitors, actual mental health staff. So bringing everyone together with a series of scenarios around challenging situations. So there might be postpartum psychosis or you know, prenatal depression and various things like that. And we can actually set up scenarios with an actor in a safe way for people to go in and try and think about how they might interact and, you know, try and connect with the patient and, and offer that care and how the teams can then work together, you know, where the patient has to move across the whole health system between the different um, components of the system um, and making sure those teams communicate well together and understand each other's sort of aims and objectives and to provide the best, the best care for the patient. 
this is really complex, isn't it? Because if you think about that patient journey and all the different clinical encounters they might have, and presumably the way you develop the courses is quite kind of open to all the different perspectives of patients and health professionals. Tell us a bit about the methodology for building this. Yeah, so all the courses we build, we build, I suppose, I would say from the ground up. So first we're going to be looking at their needs and that's the you know the specific needs of the patients specific needs of staff who say they're finding certain situations challenging the needs of the local health system whether that be the trusts or the ccgs or um or whether that's wider nhs england um so we actually go from those needs and then we would try to do some kind of agile iterative approach to course development so that would be we would invite a, a group of perhaps early adopters or senior people in that field to come to a first pilot course. We will get some input from them and we'll look at scenarios uh, and they'll actually do the course, but they'll also be able to give us additional feedback about how whether they think this is useful for their teams or not. And actually what we can do then is sort of readjust the course according to that input um, and then repilot again with a wider group. And then we can keep that development cycle where we constantly adjusting to the needs of the patients and the needs of the state, other stakeholders, so you know the staff that will be coming to the course and the, the hospitals and systems that, that they need this training. So at the moment there are new perinatal mental health teams being set up all around the country and mental health trusts and they've got to work closely with you know mother and baby units, uh, maternity wards, GPs, trying to create that sort of perinatal mental health support network. So what we can do is actually receive input from all of those groups in the beginning, try to start to design the scenarios, but do that in an iterative and pilot way where we get those early adopters in to come and try the course um, and then feedback and then adjust it based on that feedback. And we're, we're always trying to evaluate the courses. So we use something called Kirkpatrick evaluation. So there's like four levels. The, the, the initial level would be something like someone saying they attended the course and they thought it was great, which is good, but there's limited, uh, valid, you know, there's, there's limited use from that. Um, then we'd actually use validated pre- and post-course tools, which try to show a measured shift in knowledge, confidence, attitude, skills around the specific learning objectives of the course. Um, at a third level three, we would then try to potentially do longitudinal follow-ups, so perhaps doing focus groups or interviews with those same staff using the same tools trying to see if we can still see some shifts in the knowledge confidence attitude say six months down the line when people have been in how has the course affected your practice and then the ultimate goal is to try and get level four which is we can actually show that on patient outcomes so can we show you know people being referred quicker earlier um can we see that in uh, reporting or in various you know various measures on the actual system and patients themselves can we see that this training has had some impact on the actual the care mm-hmm. the final absolutely i think that's really uh interesting approach and i'm going to steal it if you don't mind from my website because that sounds like a great way of have a look at it up anyone who's looking to evaluate training and how and education do have a look at kirkpatrick um it's an established model um and you can look at those four stages and the, the old, old sort of gold standard is trying to so something on outcomes to patients at level four um so do have a look at that thank you i will all's good um, I, sh- I knew i was going to learn some stuff today so you've spoken about perinatal mental health what other areas are you really excited about developing at the moment so a lot of our co- most of our courses are multi-professional um 
and most of them focus around sort of mind-body um, stuff. So not trying to separate, you know, acute mental health settings from acute physical settings, but actually looking at a whole system approach. Most mental health probably first appears to the system at, at a much more lower level, at the GP, um, at the pharmacy counter, at, at school, with the school nurse, with teachers, with children. Um, and actually, how can we integrate the training to, to meet the needs of the whole system, not just those at the acute end in big hospitals, um, which traditionally a lot of simulation or training you know, has been focused on the big hospitals, learning, teaching hospitals, district generals. But actually, how can we work wider with the CCGs and primary care, schools, uh, local authorities to actually bring everyone together to look at these, to actually look at patient pathways rather than an education around that rather than sort of siloed individual professions or parts of the system. It's really innovative and exciting work. Um, congratulations on what you've achieved so far and good luck with it going forward. Hope today goes well. Thank you very much. Yeah, hoping for a really good day today and so uh, everyone can see some of the exciting things we've got coming up and uh, just uh, tell everyone listening, uh, do have a look at our website and have a look at the exciting virtual reality stuff that is going to be coming up. So taking simulation to another level, actually how can we make it mobile how can we give people experiential learning experiences, uh, not just in a simulation centre, but through your phone, through your computer, anywhere you are. Um, so have a look at that, something exciting coming for the future. Great, thanks for talking to me. Thanks very much, Andre. Uh, really nice to speak to you. Take care.